As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hi, I'm Rachel, and uh, welcome to The Big Payoff. I'm the one you want to be listening to. There's also Suzanne here. Um, and Suzanne, you're very important to me. So what's happening out there in the Midwest? Thanks for that warm introduction, Rachel. <laughs> um, if I had to look around, and it's strange because I actually see this every time now I look out my back window, is this tree branch that was sawed off during the last tornado. Um, it just feels like everything's broken, Rach. It's like everywhere I turn, yeah. it's like the economy, our social fabric, politics, our kids' schools. It's just like everything is broken. And that tree branch is my constant reminder. You know, speaking about breaking, this weekend, it's too long to go into, but, but I'd like to, but I won't. My, my closet in my bedroom, I have a hamper, a laundry hamper that's attached to the wall and it had flipped down during the night so that when it came time to getting into my closet, I could not get into it. I could not get into it and the door oh wouldn't God. open even enough for me to try to get the hamper to fold back into the wall. So I took off the doorknob. I was, I was looking for the hinges. I, I, I did Wait, everything. Are you Jewish? <laughs> and then but you have a toolkit. You have a toolbox. I, I got a handyman over here. Okay, and that I expected more like it. I expected him to go. Oh, okay, I got it. Uh -huh. I'm going to yeah. unbreak this situation for you. Right. But he looked at it and he goes, "Well, you've done everything I would do." And then he turned to me and said the most magical thing. He said, "Let's figure this out together." And I was just <sighs> like, "Oh, okay." So you see me as an equal. I see you as my <laughs> daddy. <laughs> and so we went around, and, I, and he said, so where else might we get into this closet? And I said, well, here, but it would break that wall. And then he goes, how about back here? And I was like, oh, yes, you could get through the bathroom. So he broke through the bathroom, and he did it all, and he fixed everything. But the key moment was he didn't know the answer. 
He just wow. said, hmm, it'll cost you about $8,000 to replace this door. So let's not, bear, let's not tear down the door. Let's think about this together. Where, how else could we do this? And I was like, oh my wow, God. I'm a handyman. I love you. I did not think this was going to be a profound story, mm-hmm. but that's fucking deep. Yeah. Yes, Mr. Oh, Walker like is deep. Yeah. I mean, look, Rach, not only are there no answers to things, but as your boss, and the <laughs> CEO of our company, and, and as a professor, I'm just so exhausted by people turning to me for answers and expecting me to have them. First of all, it's just not how I lead. But I don't like it that that's what people expect from me. And I know I sometimes sound like I have the answers because you and I both have this, we both have this characteristic that we say things in a way that inspires confidence. And I get that. But that doesn't mean that we know the answers to things. It just, those two, that's different. No. And in fact, I never expect you to have the answers. Um, (laughs) So you can be relieved on that front. Um, Honestly, having the answers just makes you annoying and also susceptible to people going, wait, what? You were wrong and constantly having that conversation. But, but figuring shit out and being the person who can help everybody figure out what we're going to do. Oh yeah. That is what makes you really a rock star. And, and that's what this conversation is about. We're here to help you understand the difference and then to shift your perspective and shift your way of being um, around this perspective so that you no longer think success depends on your needing to know the answers, especially now. Oh, my God. I wish somebody had told me this when I was in my 30s. First of all, when I really did think that this way of being was the way I was going to get rewarded, and also when I had enough ego to think I knew the answers. But I do think being solutions-oriented, like putting your foot down on finding solutions, like what the handyman said to you, like, let's figure this out is actually so much more power in it than just having all the answers. Because knowing something is like in your head and in fact, like I can look that up on the internet, but being obsessed with figuring shit out, that is so powerful and and really, really the kind of person that I want to work with all day, right? Right. And, and I think that let's just put this in today's context, okay? If there's one thing that 2020 showed us, it is that we don't know anything about about what is going to happen, right? Right. And what we will do, right? Just even today in today's board meeting, our very wise board board, uh, member, Shelley, said, we we presented a spreadsheet at the beginning, a financial spreadsheet that went all the way through 2021. And she said, okay, stop. Why are you even putting any numbers past January of 2021? And she said, that's just a hope certificate, which I loved as a phrase. She's just like, that's just total bullshit. I don't even want to look at that, right? And it suddenly shifted the conversation to, okay, so what are our strategies? And if that doesn't work, what's our backup strategy? And that's the conversation we wanted to have, not, well, what about this number in March? Is that really real? Yeah. So let's talk about how you do that while inspiring confidence. Because first of all, you want to have self-confidence 
And, and thinking you have to know things actually erodes your self-confidence for no good reason. So that's what we want to help you stop doing. And also, look, you guys, it'll make people dislike you. Like, just think about being in the room with the person who always has the answers. Like, it, honestly, it just makes you want to say to that person, shut up. Yeah. I mean, I am that person, but I try to hide it. Like, I've got most of the answers, but I try to hide it. This I mean, is, that is my favorite email to send to you, and it gets you every It does, time. and you, because you choose it very carefully after I've done a very long, wise email about, you guys, I think we really need to think about it this way, not that way, and what comes back from you is just, shut up. <laughs> I do just send it just to you, because I know it'll make you laugh. Okay, Rach, so let's actually do a little micro case study because we're dealing with this situation right now where we have to do something really important and we both have to be leaders without knowing shit and, and without pretending that we do, right? So right. right now, our company has a product to build called Bonfire Beyond. You want to just say what that is since you're deep into it? Yeah, so it's a it's the digital version of our curriculum that we developed for a cohort of women and we have to now scramble very rapidly to build it even though you and I have never built a digital product before in a way that is, you know, usable and user-friendly online for global audiences as opposed to doing it in a room for people. So we can't do like an hour lecture and expect people to listen to it online. So it has to be broken up and we have to find the funding for it and we have to find the agency that's going to do it. And they're just a lot of moving parts, most of them unknown. And people are looking to us for like, well, how much exactly is this going to cost? And what is the exact date of delivery? And, and we're going, well, these are the markers in the sand. This is what we, this is what we're, we would do if this goes right. And this is what we would do if that then falls apart. And this is what we would do. And we're just planting out scenarios and then mapping against that. So what I think, Rach, we both know is that there's two kinds of people in the room when this moment is occurring, when you've got something big to do and a lot of unknowns. They're the people who grasp for answers, who just start asking you questions about like, well, when will this happen? And when will we know that? And when will we have the money for this? It's like, literally, it's like a fear-driven kind of need for knowing. It is fear-driven. It's fear-driven and yeah. anxiety-driven. Yeah. And then there's the other kind of person who are really asking you to be, who's in the problem with you, who's the handyman, saying, you know, getting on the other side of the table with you and me as the leaders going, okay, actually... Given that we don't know how we will do this, let's ask the question how we would do this. And ironically, that is like a technical term in the design world, right? Like there's a whole process called how would we? How would we solve that problem? It is a great mantra for you to have. How would you? How would you? Right. So, I mean, I'm not, I, this is not a political comment. I just want to throw a, a stark contrast between the way the president is currently leading and what we need, okay? So the president believes, it's, it's a very old paradigm, that 
our leader, our daddy, needs to have all the answers. Oh, yes. it's hydrochloroquine. Oh, it's plasma. Oh, I, it's Easter, right? Here's the answer. And the problem with that is that in this situation where you just can't possibly know what the answer is, you end up being proven wrong. And then the Lincoln Project gets on there and ha just has a blast with it. It's like every single answer you posit is wrong. Meanwhile, Biden is just, he's not saying anything about what, what will be. He's saying, here's how we're going to figure it out together. Or that's what he should be saying. <laughs> yeah, he tries. he tries. But it's it's such a good example because it's almost like we're making a bet here on, on the future state of our country through two different paths, right? One is daddy, like save us by knowing all the answers. And the other is a bet on empathy because really what being in the kind of like way of being that we're telling you to be requires empathy, which, yeah. you know, it requires like feeling the feelings of the problem because right. you actually can't be in the solutions if you can't feel the problem with someone. Right. And you have to be present in the problem, right? You can't, yeah. when you're in your head, you're not present. I mean, I, I know that we talk about growing up a lot on this podcast, but I actually think that in some weird way, America is being asked to grow up. And it really puts me in mind of this thing I read several years ago that I just can't forget about trust and the difference between the way a child trusts and the way an adult trusts. So a child's version of trust is you, mommy, daddy, will never disappoint me. You will always be right and you will never disappoint me. And therefore I trust you. Okay. An adult version of trust is I know you'll disappoint me. We all disappoint one another. You're not going to be right all the time, but I am choosing to trust you anyway, based on your empathy, how present you are, how connected and attuned you are, all these other, by the way, soft skills yeah. that we say every single day are so much more important than the technical skills that anybody can get, that it's a commodity. Totally. Okay, Rach. So I'm going to tell you a story about something that happened to me, not in my closet, but um, on the phone this week, where I was not doing what I'm telling our listeners Yay! to do. I love the stories where you're not the good guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Joey's at college, kind of. I mean, he's off campus, living off campus. And when he left in March, he had to like literally like leave overnight, like refugees leaving their country. And he left all his stuff in his room and they had a moving company pack it all up. And so now he's back on campus and all his stuff is in boxes in this gym. And he goes to get it and unpacks all his stuff. And sure enough, the stuff he really loves is not there. His like banners for all the teams he loves and like his photographs, anything precious is gone. So normally Joey doesn't get upset, but he calls me in this panic and is like, I have to find this box. Like this box is me. Like I have to find it. So of course I'm feeling all the feelings of like, I need to solve this problem, which means I have to know the answers. I have to know where this box is. And I fucking don't know where this box is. How could I know where the box is? But this is how I go about it. So I'm like, Joey, okay, the box is probably 
in another part of the room where all the boxes were and it just got misplaced. And then he tells me why that's probably not true. And I'm like, okay, so the box, let's think, the box is probably in our storage room. And I just try to like grasp at answers because that's what I feel like I'm supposed to do. And all of a sudden, Joey just stops me and he's like, mom, this is not how we're going to figure out where the box is. So he starts to ask a series of exploratory questions, which didn't, we didn't know the answers to them, but they seemed to make a lot of sense. Like, why would I have let someone other than me pack my most important stuff? Or maybe I did pack my stuff and, and was so upset by the move that I took it home with me. Or maybe the box is in the storage room, but I didn't put it there. So who would have put it in the storage room and might know where it is? Like all kinds of different like paths to go down that were, we didn't know answers to them, but they just were like, let's think about this and let's try that much more agile and nimble and, and interesting. And I was like, right, I actually could be in that mode with him rather than trying to know all the answers. And I was so proud of him and ashamed of myself. But in that moment, like he was being the adult. Well, so here, let me just tell you what I hear from that story that's so interesting because it's very telling. The first thing is when you said, that's what I felt immediately I was being expected to offer, which was answers. So the first challenge you're going to have is that when people are in a state of high anxiety, I mean, I, boy, my girls know this about me so much. I will swoop in with answers, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to, I'm just going to swoop in and do this. It's like your anxiety triggers my need to put you out of your misery so fast And that's my second point. Things speed up very quickly, very quickly around answers. And in fact, the thing to do in the moment of uncertainty is to slow everything down and so that you can be present in the possibilities and go, let's think about this for a minute. Let's just let this be here, right? And it's the opposite of what you want to do. You want to speed things up, right? Yeah. And by the way, that's exactly what happened in my closet because I had that doorknob off <laughs> in about so impressed 50 by that. seconds. I like found the Allen wrench. I, I was like, and, and the handyman comes over and I expected him to like, go, oh, oh. and instead it was just like, okay, let's think about this. And therein lies the biggest difference between you and me because I would have had my thumbs on my my phone so Absolutely. fast, texting my personal texting assistant, <laughs> you know, my, maybe first text you to complain, yeah. then text my personal assistant to text a handyman to come over and solve the problem. <laughs> you know, what this reminds me of, Suzanne, and I know we've brought this up on the podcast, but it's, it's so relevant again. When we used to work with this woman, Peggy, who used to say that when a problem comes up, Rather than sitting on opposite sides of the table trying to solve the problem by, you know, having the answers and looking at the problem from different sides of the table, basically what Joey was asking you to do was to come around the table to his side of the table and just look at the lay of the land, right? Let's just look at this together, just like my 
closet buddy, right? Let's look at this together. Like tactical empathy, right? Right, which is actually a great segue to what we should be doing next, which is enough talking. Let's do a show, not tell. Let's let's do role play. (laughs) Okay. Okay, that's always fun. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So the hard part of this, Suzanne, is actually shifting everyone's expectations around when they're searching for immediate answers, right? Like we said, they're high anxiety mode and that triggers the other person to like want to just swoop in with the answers. So how do you do that? I think we want to see if we can act this out. Okay. I'm going to have the problem and I'm going to have the anxiety and I'm going to be calling you. Okay. Got it. Oh my God. Suzanne, can you talk? Of course. Okay. You never say, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's start again. That is totally unbelievable. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Hey, Suzanne, do you have a second? Can you talk? Give me five minutes and I'll call you right back. Right. Okay, five minutes. Uh, One hour later. (laughs) Hi. Okay, Suzanne. What's going on? Here's the deal, Suzanne. I'm actually in a panic. I I don't know what to do. So this client that I'm working with is herself in a panic and she needs a whole bunch of stuff done from me for like now, right now. Okay. She knows what my contract is and the altitude at which I positioned myself, but this is like all kinds of granular stuff, right? She wants me to draft stuff. She wants me to, you know, fix this problem, talk to this person, do, and I am completely overwhelmed. And you know how overwhelmed I am at my other stuff. And it's just like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say to her. Like she's paying me a lot of money, but this is not what I signed up for. What, what do I do? Like, what, what do I do? First of all, this is your worst thing. I mean, this being in this place where you get dragged in, first of all, below the work you like to do. Yeah. You might be good at it, but it's but the it, you don't like doing any of this. Right. And also, I think feeling like someone else is controlling your oh, time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's, my God. It's, it's like your worst thing. Right. And that so, I'm going to disappoint her. And even though we have a contract, it's like, yeah. oh, I hate that feeling. Yeah. So I think we need to get rid of the feeling and then also get rid of the actions. But but let's just t- talk about the feeling first because okay. I, I don't know that I know all the facts. So are you doing these things because you feel responsible for them because you always are that person? Yeah. Or are you doing this work because literally nobody else can do it? You know, that's a really good question. 
if I'm really honest, I'm doing this work because I want her to continue to believe that I am the only one who can save her in moments like this. I don't want to, but I'm afraid that if I don't save her here, I'll be dispensable. That's yeah. really true, Suzanne. That's true. I got to say. So one of the things that we'll talk about, because I don't want to just jump right to like a roadmap, but like one of the things we'll have to figure out is, okay, well, if that's true and that's part of the problem, then who might be out there that could do the work, okay? Her whole team could do I know ten, five people on her staff who could do it, but then it raises that feeling in me of like, yeah. oh, I'm not the savior. So let's go in another direction, which is, are there other ways that you can add value and still get that feeling? Like, could you be her thought partner or aligned yeah. with her on the same side of the table, but in a different role? Yes. That's not so hands-on. Yes. I could, it, it's really funny. Rather than answering her panicked call, I could help sit with her and help her how to figure it out, having other people do the shit. So I'm helping her solve yes. the problem, not yes. work the problem. Yeah. Yes. You know, yes. you know what I'm wondering is that if you actually, to yourself, just knew that the phone call was not going to end with you saying, got this, I'll do it, let me give it to you. Like if you knew every time you got on that that's not how the call would right. end, I wonder how you'd approach the call. Well, I have to say, now that you mentioned that, I'm rushing things to that end just to get oh, the yeah. call over with. Like, I got it, I'll take care of it. But I would end the call by saying, let's figure this out together let's schedule a call to actually go through all the possibilities of how this problem could be solved and I will help lead you to the solution. I'm not gonna be the solution, right. I'm gonna lead you to the solution. Yes, yes. So it sounds like what we've gotten to here is that you're gonna take the approach of both maintaining your need to feel like you matter, Yeah. but you're gonna shift the way that you accomplish yes. feeling that yes. way. Yes, that is that. Oh man, I am so fucking good at what I do. <laughs> I mean, yes. honestly, I'm so glad I wrote this role play <laughs> so it would come out that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is actually that was good, and I didn't write that role play. That was actually. True I wrote that role play. Uh. <laughs> but seriously, if I had to take away something from what Rachel and I just did is, I'm telling you, honestly, one of the things I might have wanted to do had I not been conscious in this role play is to just say to Rachel, okay, so here's what you can do. Right. I, it's very exactly. tempting. It's, it's very so tempting. tempting. And it's what I, ironically, what I turned around to the client to do right? Yeah. If you can just take a beat and have the confidence that yes. you will still be valued, you will have more value yeah. by helping them figure out the situation rather than coming in. I think this is a huge thing for parents, for oh, their yeah. end parents, and for, you know, professionals. I mean, so we just changed your life. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Yep. But now let's change your life in another way. Let's do my favorite part of the show, which is uh, check it out. So, right, no, I get to start this one by saying the following. <laughs> not only are my nails not transformed by Cell MD. Now, let me just say, I have bought two more 
in, in the hope that you're right. But I had been using them on my toes Me too. as well. And I lost a toenail, like one fell off. <laughs> I'm well, that's a different problem. Your... You're you're obviously falling apart. You know, if you're at that age where you just start falling apart, but that's weird because I'm telling you, yeah. and you know, both my girls love just, it. Okay, I just had to say that out loud. So for being honest, okay. Well, let me real. return the favor, but uh-huh. nicely to you by oh, saying, okay, your rec. Oh, let's begin this by the way, because I got yeah. asked this month whether what we're recommending are sponsoring us, whether these are sponsored recommendations. Let me make this very, very clear. Nobody, no company knows that we're doing this. Not only are we not making money on this, we're probably losing money. We're (laughs) stupid. We're stupid. Stupid, okay? For not getting sponsored. What the hell? So your recommendation to me about Fiber Pasta, which is the brand name of it, Fiber Pasta, which I got online, was... So delicious that, and I'm sorry that people can't see this, but you can, and you will laugh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. See this box? Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, my 25, God. 25, 25. I, I love it so much. You don't understand how I've kept myself from having pasta. Now I have it pretty much every I, night. Chicken, right? pasta. It's the, I, it's the it's weirdest unbelievable. thing, right? And it tastes so, so good. It's totally delicious. So I know. I'm going to recommend that doubly okay, for you guys. Okay. But I have good. another recommendation that's an original, Rachel, original mm. recommendation, which is I, I, I was very late to the matcha game. Like it wasn't <laughs> until Lily, my daughter, had me taste it after we had recorded one of our podcasts. And I was like, oh, this is like green tea ice cream. It's delicious. Okay. So if you get K-O, is the mate, K-O, Co, probably, matcha ceremonial grade matcha. It comes in a little black, mm. beautiful black jar, and you get a little uh, wooden whisker, whisker and a oh, wooden whisk, bowl, yep. and it's really quite ceremonial. And um, you mix that with oat milk and just a teaspoon of sugar. Oh, it's so delicious. Like, who knew that, like... Matcha is different depending on who makes it. It is so, so good. Ceremonial grade. Okay. Co. K-O. Okay. Okay. I'm on it and I'm recommending this also for my daughter-in-law, Alexa, who listens and is with me in the matcha game. Okay. Um, I am going to recommend, I know this is going to be shocking for some people, but Diplo has some new tracks. And I'm completely serious that this is what I'm recommending. Okay. I'm trying to pull it together. Now, Rachel's not laughing. Okay. So Diplo, who um, many of you know for his um, music that I don't (laughs) listen to all the time, he's a DJ, but he did these tracks for the app Calm. Um, The brand, the like line is called MMXX. And there's track one, track two, track three, track four, track five. And they are designed to calm your brain and um, intensify your thoughts and clarify your thoughts. But you don't have to go on the app to get it? Can you just get it from like music store? I think you can just get it from the music store. They're just out. Okay. But it was like um, Diplo at Calm or like a collaboration. They are so beautiful and soothing Mm. 
And like if you listen to them first thing in the morning, just like while you're getting ready or hit play on them as you're getting up or making your bed, it is, they're really great. Well, I mean, if you're like, going to go there, great. I should recommend Cardi B's WAP, which I listen to all <laughs> the time. <laughs> Not. You know. Okay. So I think this was quite the global session yeah. of round the world uh, recommendations. We are not being paid for. Check it out. What's wrong with WAP? I, I actually do like it. And I love Cardi B. The Big Payoff is a production of Bonfire Women, Inc., a talent accelerator for women on the rise. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And send us your questions, comments, and concerns because we love to hear from you. And we don't hear from you enough. You can reach us at info at bigpayoffradio.com. This episode of The Big Payoff is still and maybe forever recorded by us at home. We are produced by Lily Bellow. We are mixed, edited, and scored by Ryan Derringer at Welterweight Sound. I mean, so, we just changed your life. Yeah, got it. Yeah, yep. I mean, so we just changed your life. Yeah, got it. Yeah, yep. I mean, so we just.